Today, we've got a couple different guests who come from crazy backgrounds who are now in the Amazon world. One was a professional RC car racer and the other a high-end professional model. But now they help Amazon sellers level up and they've got some great strategies that they're gonna share with us today. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. You want to know what keywords are driving the most sales for listings on Amazon? To do that, you need to know what highly searched for keywords the product is ranking for maybe at the top of page one. You can actually find that out in seconds by using Helium 10's keyword research tool, Cerebro. Now that's just one of the many, many functions that make this tool my favorite tool in the whole suite, and it's the most powerful keyword research tool ever created for e-commerce sellers. For more information, go to h10.me forward slash Cerebro, h10.me forward slash C-E-R-E-B-R-O. Don't forget to use the Serious Sellers Podcast discount coupon SSP10. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Serious Sellers Podcast by Helium 10. I am your host, Bradley Sutton, and this is the show that's a completely BS-free, unscripted, and unrehearsed organic conversation about serious strategies for serious sellers of any level in the e-commerce world. And today, we've got a couple of sellers from different parts of the world, and this is actually the first time I tr- uh, I'm trying this. Like, every now and then, I get, like, a crazy <laughs> idea and I, let, let me just tell you guys, I, I do not just randomize who comes on, on on the podcast. You know, I give it I give it some thought. But I was like, you know what? Uh, it, it was like the middle of the night a couple of weeks ago. And I'm like, hey, I have a very kind of curated list on who I follow on LinkedIn. Um, and, and like I, I used to be the kind who just like accept everybody because I wanted to have like a lot of followers and a lot of you know connections. But then like I started only kind of connecting to people who I know personally, or who I know are, you know, posting or interacting on posts that have to do with Amazon. And, and then, so like, I, I'm, you know, pretty much anybody who comes in my feed, um, you know, is, is Amazon related. So I was like, you know what, the, the first two people that are from my history or my, from my feed of, of in my activity, let me see if I can bring them on the podcast. If I know who they are, you know, like, like personally. And then it was uh, Aaron and Yana here. I was like, okay, this is great. Like I know both of them and I know both of them are involved in the Amazon world. So let's see if they want to come on the podcast and, and here they are. So we're going to get their, uh, their backstory and, and you know, what they do in the Amazon world. Uh, let's start with Aaron. So first of all, Aaron, genki desu ka? <laughs> so let, 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 let's start off with that. You know, uh, I don't, I think you've told me the story before, but you know, my memory is bad. Like how, how is it that, that you speak Japanese and, and just, you know, let's talk about your, your backstory here. Um, well, I was just, you know, when I was younger, I would go to Japan. I started out I was doing radio control car racing. I was heavily involved in that, like my teenage years and stuff. And I went to Japan to race and I got, you know, I was into it. And so I started, uh, taking Japanese classes and eventually got a minor degree in Japanese language. So that's kind of how I, Got a little bit into that. Never, never lived over there though. No, never lived. No, never lived over there. I've been there quite okay. a bit. So yeah. But d- d- didn't didn't you? I, I thought I thought you got uh, married in Japan for some reason. Uh, not in Japan, but in the U.S. Yeah. Okay, but but to somebody who speaks Japanese. Yeah, exactly. Okay, sure. so that allowed you to continue <laughs> yeah, to continue sure. the practicing Japanese. Okay. Yeah. Now, what about uh, like what, you know. R- RC racing RC cars to to Amazon is a, is a little bit of a jump. So what have you oh, been yeah. doing? Like what what was some of your 
your gainful employments and your your jobs before you actually ended up here in the Amazon world? Oh, sure. I used to sell vinyl records. I was into DJing and I, Mm. you know, from that, I started buying a lot of vinyl records and I got into collecting them and then got into selling them, started selling them overseas a lot to Japan, to Germany, the UK. And then eventually vinyl records kind of fizzed out because of technology. People started using their computers and MP3s and downloadables and all that to uh, people who are listening to this on the podcast and not watching it like must have like, you know, think that you're probably like 80 years old or something like that. No, Uh, you know, like doing vinyl records. But no, he's a younger guy. So but not younger, but (laughs) yeah, well, you're younger than me. I used to DJ a little bit for sure. Um, So then eventually got into sneakers, Uh, Mm. fashion and sneakers, started a sneaker store, Uh, ran that for 12 and a half years. Like like a brick and mortar? Store? Yeah, brick and mortar and online. We had like a regular like 3D cart site, uh, started selling eBay as well. And then eventually like Amazon came calling asking us to sell shoes on Amazon. So we started selling like major brand shoes when was on this? Amazon. Uh, 2008 was really okay, this so happened. quite a while, quite a while. So ago. they were yeah. kind of recruiting. Yeah. And then so, you know, started getting into it. But that was totally different. It's like a wholesale model. And then um, from then just started hearing about private label. First, I started hearing about it a lot from people that were doing a thing called manufactured spending, where they were just buying products and selling them on Amazon in order to get their money back to get like airline points and traveling mm-hmm. with them. And I was like, well, what's this about? And started finding out a lot about private label to make an actual profit, not really yeah. for, you know, this airline point, credit card point scam, more like, not scam, but scheme more or less. Yeah. And so um, started watching, got a course course was kind of not so great um but i you know you learn a lot of things from making mistakes eventually you know started a product line that actually did pretty good it's still doing pretty good um and i did almost two million dollars in sales last year so that was uh that was pretty successful from private label yeah from private label and then almost okay. two million the year before that in 2021 um okay. so, so yeah so i'm assuming that is the the, the shoe business in, in shoe the back mirror that Okay. Yeah. No longer. <clears throat> so I you're all that. about Amazon now. Yeah. All and so then I also started my own small agency called Marketplace Nerd, where I help other people with PPC as well as solving all Amazon problems, coaching calls, consulting, and whatnot. So that's a little bit of the background um, okay. of how I got into Amazon and what I'm doing now. All right. Remote control cars to to Amazon. That's that's a first for for the yeah. show. I love I love it. You know. Uh, all right. Going back to uh, Yana now. Where Yana? Where in the world are are you? Uh, I'm right now in Belarus. Belarus. Is right. that where you were born yeah. and raised? Yeah, right, right. Okay. All right. So what what about your uh backstory? I mean, I know fast forward now you're in the Amazon world, but uh what did uh you know, what was some of your like did you go to university for something else or what 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 was uh how did you get here to you know, what was your life be like before Amazon? Actually, I've been working for a model for quite a long time. Like my first photo shooting was when I was 12 years old. So I was really oh, wow. a young girl. Yeah. And uh, like my whole like it seems to me that my whole life was connected to fashion. But, you know, being a full time model is kind of um, it's really hard, especially physically. You have to travel for different contracts around the world. And everything, like, it's all about your appearance. Like, you cannot affect on lots of factors. It's like, you know, some stylists or casting directors who will choose you for some shows or catalogs. 
but it's actually not a lot about your personality. And, you know, after um, it was in 2019, I guess, I back, I come back to my country from China or Singapore. Yeah, it was Singapore. And I saw kind of, we had an agency here in Belarus that was kind of hiring people who can speak English to train them, to help them to develop their business on Amazon. So, you know, it's kind of, it was really exciting journey for me. I started doing keyword research and like, at the beginning, it was very basic, but then when you kind of dig deeper, I was kind of really excited about this journey. Yeah, I still work as a model, but definitely not like a full-time model. I I cannot like, you know, travel to China for three months, make a contract since I have also here family here in Belarus. But yes, now my whole life is connected to Amazon. This is great. This is what I like about the Amazon world. We have somebody who raced cars and ran sneaker shops ended up in the Amazon world. We have somebody who was a, I mean, if you must have been pretty big time if you were like even going to other countries to do models. Somebody who was in modeling now in the Amazon world. We've had dentists and doctors and and we've had sumo wrestlers like myself. I mean, like you you could be uh, you could be anything you want uh, or come from anywhere in the any kind of background. And, and Amazon kind of is like is this place that we all kind of uh, gravitate towards. Now, uh, I wanted to ask uh, Aaron a, a question about the the credit card hacking. Uh, well, not really hacking, but but you know using it for spend. Like so, obviously, when you're in private label, um, you know the no brainer thing to do, which everybody should be doing, is hey, make sure your PPC spend is not just coming out of your um, you know reimbursements, but or not your or your disbursements, I should say. But, you know, tying it to a credit card. But, yeah. you know, me, for example, for a while, um, I haven't been doing much lately is, you know, I was doing, uh, you know, some wholesale and things like that just for the uh, the cash flow. Because, you know, usually uh, in that model, I could actually pay with a credit card. Now, sometimes I also do it with like using websites um, like um, plastic.com where I can actually pay pay my suppliers, my private label suppliers, but the fee is kind of high, so it almost like evens out. As a private label seller, what opportunity do you have to, uh, outside of PPC, to kind of get some more credit card points or cash back or things like that? Um, Let's see. So outside of PPC, uh, well, PPC is the big one and credit card churning, which is like signing up for cards and then getting the like bon- hitting the bonus spend and then kind of like putting it in your sock drawer until the annual fee comes up and then not renewing it. That's one thing. Um, but one big thing you can do is if you pay on Alibaba, um, you can sign up for a credit card through Bank of America. If you have over $100,000 in either Bank of America account or combined with Merrill Lynch, and you get to a thing called Platinum Honors, and it gives you 2.625% either cash back or travel awards back. And so a lot of times the Alibaba fee is only like less than a percent above that. So you, it's not really bad to borrow money for like a month or t- up to 45, 50 days if you count the like a statement turnover period in order to you know borrow five, ten thousand dollars $10,000 for like a, less than a percent. You're basically getting those points back or that cash back uh, once you join that program. So that's one thing I've been using for a long time. Okay. Now, why you don't, you feel like you don't 
have time anymore to like do the wholesale stuff or the stuff that's not really for profit like you're you're doing well enough on the private label or did it just it, it, it got too hard uh, to do that side or how come you don't do that, that that side of things anymore oh i don't run the store i used to have a retail store and we were buying directly from these manufacturers and had like permission to sell it um that was fantastic in those days like they would let us charge our you know shoes sneakers with a credit card with no no fee like they would just take a credit card to charge you could call up like puma or adidas or use a portal and mm. charge your twenty thousand dollar shoe bill for that week with a credit card get it's all free points basically and then you just turn it yeah so that was fantastic. That's why I don't do it anymore. I don't own a store. You have to have. Yeah, a lot, a lot, I know a lot of these places that they'll only sell to you if you actually have a brick and mortar, yeah, you know, lo location. Exactly. They, they don't do drop shipping and things like that. Okay, no. good to know. Now, uh, Yana, back to you. Like you know, coming from the fashion world, obviously that's completely different. Just like Aaron coming from a completely different world, you know, to Amazon. What was the learning process? for you because you weren't an Amazon seller and now you're working for an agency that helps Amazon sellers. Like how long did it take you to, to kind of like learn the game uh, as it were so that you could help Amazon sellers, even though you hadn't sold yourself? Actually, it took me like maybe more even than a year, but it's all mm -hmm. about how picky you are about the process and how deep you can understand the process. Actually, like I'm doing to a part but Amazon is about like we're full service agency right now. So it's about designers, PPC, SEO and catalog management. And uh, I started with the keyword research. I also made some Amazon seller support and all this stuff. But then I realized like so many sellers are missing this huge opportunity when they are not doing the SEO. You know, what I see, lots of sellers, I just kind of make the keyword research, they search terms, they bullet points and all this stuff, and they forget about the SEO. But what I see like SEO and your PPC strategies, they kind of should go in the, in the right direction. How do you determine, like what to you, you know, because some people might think, oh, like they, they think it's, a, or they say it's the same thing, like keyword research and SEO is the same. So like, obviously it's different to you. So so define like how you're viewing okay. keyword research and SEO. For me, you know, being Amazon SEO specialist is kind of learning a new, completely different language. It's how to speak to Amazon, to index certain keywords, to rank for certain keywords, how not to, how not to be suspended by Amazon. You know, Amazon is all about right now, you cannot do your two-step URLs. You cannot uh, do any more like search fund buy and all this stuff. But to stand out among your competitors in 2023, it's really important to do your SEO, like even some basic, your title, your bullet points, your search terms should be well optimized and it's an outgoing process. So it's not just set and forget, and what I see, like, I'll give you a very kind of quick tip. Just analyze your search term support and make sure your kind of high-performing keywords are included in the exact match in the title. It seems so obvious, but when you start kind of analyzing all this stuff, like, no one is doing it. Like, keywords are changing over the time. There is, you know, there's some seasonality. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. Hold on just a moment. I'm going to give Aaron a quick quiz on what you just said. Mm -hmm. So Aaron, what she said, hey, seeing the people who have 
their main, uh, you know, the search keyword an exact match in their title, there is actually a metric in Cerebro and Magnet that and Black Box that like actually says that it's a two-word phrase. Do you know what that is, Aaron? This is a Helium 10 pop quiz question. What she said is completely right, but there's actually a two-word phrase that we'll, what we call it where you can actually see how many people have <laughs> the exact yeah. match. You have, oh, title match or something like that? Almost halfway. Title density. Very good. Very title good. Density. We'll, we'll, okay. we'll right. give you All we'll right. give we'll give you partial credit on title, that. But yeah. yeah. Okay. Good well, point. Good point. What Yana said is very important. Um yeah. because for SEO, uh, you know, title is obviously the most important. And you would think that, oh yeah, I'm gonna have my my main keyword in the title, but but like so many people, you know, in don't. a lot of categories don't have that. So that's something that, you know, that all levels of helium 10. Um, you know, you, you guys see that in Cerebro and maybe you're wondering yeah. what is title density referred to? That's what it is. Now that's all levels of helium 10, but you know, you, Aaron, I believe you're, you're, um, you've been a helium 10 elite member for a while, right? Yeah. I've been an elite member for a while. We have access to a lot of great tools like, um, historical data is great. Now, um, we're able to look back at the rank of a, of a particular ASIN, uh, like using Cerebro, normally we could just scrape it and find out where we are right now. But now we can go back up to 24 months. As a what, what's some use cases for you? Oh, that's a fantastic. Uh, uh, how, use case. how that would be yeah. good. I had a one client come to me and they said, you know, this one product for migraine headaches. Like we used to sell so many of them two years ago. Um, you know, I just taken over them, and so they're like, well, you know, where's our weak points? And we can look back two years and see where they were ranked like number one or two on a particular keyword. And then they ran out of stock for X number of days. And so mm -hmm. that when they ran out of stock, it's likely that Amazon just basically kicked them down to like the no, you know, basically to the bottom of the ocean where they couldn't be found on that keyword. And as it turns out, that's what was driving a lot of sales for them. So kind of like a use case for that would be to figure out where you used to be, you know, relevant, where you used to be at the top of the game and, yeah. you know, set up some exact match campaigns and top of search and try to, you know, shove the ads as high up as you can. Um, maybe, you know, lower the bid much lower than your suggested bid and put like a two or three or 400% multiplier on it. Try to get sales even unprofitably, but for the sole purpose of ranking back to where your historical mark was, six months, a year, or whatever the case may be ago. Um, another great use case is if you have a product that has like one particular seasonal use, you may sell something that, you know, could be used for, you know, you know, uh, cleaning up after you've been to the gym or cleaning up after you've done camping or whatnot. And so you can see that camping may have been like a big use case, but now you're in the middle of like the winter where people don't camp. And so you could see that, you know, that that was a big place you were making sales. And now maybe you drop down because you may have cut off the PPC during the off season. Um, so okay. I think those are a couple of great yeah. use cases for that. Excellent. All right, guys. So, I mean, right now I'm not trying to promote Elite because you can't join Elite even if you wanted to. You know, we have it closed most of the year. But, uh, you know, coming back in March, we might open it up again. So only Elite members have access to that tool. But it's something I've been wanting for forever here at Helium 10 to have the historical Cerebro. Now, now something, um, Aaron, you know, that, that, that Yana mentioned was like, you know, like 90% of people she sees are not doing something. And, and this is why I like talking to people who work either as consultants or agencies, uh, because, you know, you guys, like she said, you guys deal with so many accounts that you could see uh, on a wider scale what's what's going on. So what about you? What have you seen that when you, you know, like look at somebody's account, 
where a common mistake or something that people are doing wrong that that that's like one of your first fixes, I guess, or one of your first things that you do for them. Um, you know, for for Yana, it was SEO. What about you? What do you what do you see is a failure on many people? It's a lot of things, but the first thing is SEO. This, I mean, the first thing, like she said, is SEO. You need to have your you know your listings optimized, and that doesn't just mean copy. It means copy. It means A plus. It means images. It means making sure that you're visual visible on mobile. Another great one. It's people love to like run low on stock and then not notify their PPC manager or whoever it is that they're running low in stock. And so what happens is the products are distributed through hundreds of or a hundred plus FC centers throughout the United States. If you're selling in the U.S., for example, and Amazon will show your products differently. It's called geo ranking to different people at different like uh, organic levels or even ad levels depending on where they're at. They're pushing you to order products that are near Amazon because they know they can deliver them quickly. So what happens a lot of the time is people don't tell their PPC manager or whatnot that they're running low on stock or that they've ran out. And Amazon puts a long lead time, like instead of it being deliverable in two or three days, they'll say, oh, deliverable in 14 days. And what happens is a lot of people see an ad, click on the ad, and then go, oh, I need it quickly because Amazon's a platform based on people that basically have their wallet open, ready to buy something now that they have in mind, they know exactly what they want. And so when that happens, you get a lot of clicks without sales. It sends negative signals to the Amazon algorithm and tells them that you're not relevant for that keyword, which causes you to drop back down. The right thing to do is to either, you know, pause your campaigns or put all your campaigns in a portfolio and, you know, try to stop it with a very low daily or monthly, um, uh, limit so that ads don't run. You don't get these these bad clicks that send a bad message to the algorithm. Then when you're back in stock and you're deliverable in two, three, four days or something reasonable, take that limiter back off or you know, increase your budgets or turn back on your campaigns to run. So I think a lot of sellers need to wake up and realize that they're actually kind of like you know, putting one foot in the grave when they do that and actually kind of giving their ace in a poor uh, history with the algorithm. Yeah, very important. Especially, I mean, I think that the the situation that most people think about that is mainly just a launch or coming back into stock. You know, like I'll say, hey, you know, you don't start your ads or or even have your listing close until until you know if you're if you're starting from scratch or if you were you know out of stock for a month or so and you're sure. just trying to come back into stock. You know, like the first unit becomes available and then boom, everybody just starts going crazy. But then yeah, ninety eight percent of the country see like a two week delivery date, which it's yeah. not two weeks because yeah. you know, Amazon just like way overestimates it, but it doesn't matter. You know, the customer doesn't know that they just see two yeah. weeks. Like I'm not going to wait for this. So, so then I say, Hey guys, check your inventory heat maps in helium 10 and, and then, you know, wait until you can see your, your, your product dis- distributed. But, but that's interesting. Like, even if you're not like necessarily going out or in of stock when it gets low, yeah, Amazon's going to consolidate where it's at and you know, yeah. you, you might be wasting money on, on PPC. So that's a good, yeah. Um, good point. I think now, a great I, way to do that is to check your check your zip codes. At the top of it, it says ship to zip code. You can put in like mm-hmm. a zip code for California, a zip code for Dallas, a zip code for New York, and kind of look at where your product is positioned through the nation. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I, I for West Coast, whenever I used to do that, I mean, this was before Helium Ten had the the inventory maps, but I would put nine hundred two and zero for the West Coast, yep. you know, because uh, everybody knows Beverly Hills nine hundred two and zero. And then yep. for the East Coast, you you guys see like in my my 
images up here. Those of you watching YouTube, I used to live in Brooklyn. And so like I had a couple of images of where I used to live in Brooklyn. And so I would use that one, 11201. So to get a, a California and New York one. Now, going back to Yana, you know, you mentioned you also, in addition to kind of like just SEO, but you also work a lot with A plus content. So I'm just wondering which, right. do you, do you have like one strategy you always do for, for, for a plus, like, you know, some people, um, they do the one where they make like a really big image and then they cut it up into different pieces and then just put, put it on the a plus content. So it looks like a big image or there's right, other yeah. people who use the different widgets where it has a lot of text and image and comparison charts. What's like your main strategies you're using when you're doing a plus content. When you optimize your list and you always have to be like, you have always keep in mind that you have your algorithm and you have your kind of target audience. And when you optimize your A plus content, you always should keep in mind that Amazon cannot read your images. Like Amazon can only read crawlable text. So when I optimized A plus content, I kind of have, you know, these three strategies. First of all, every single page of A plus content and even your brand store must have 100 characters of alt image text. Like it's super crucial, like it helps the algorithm. It gives you visibility, not only on Amazon, but also kind of off Amazon. And don't forget about crawlable text. Crawlable text, you know, helps algorithm to understand what's like it gives additional information about your product and copy is super important when you optimize your SEO. So do not forget, not when you create your A plus content, it's not only about images. It's also about art image text, uh, comparison charts, crawlable text. But right now, lots of people are starting using premium uh, A plus content. And premium A plus content is not that beneficial when we talk about SEO. So it's not allows you to use lots of alt text or crawlable text, mm -hmm. but still it looks really nice. It has, you know, these big images. So when you optimize your A plus content, never forget about SEO. Include important keywords, maybe misspelling, Spanish, but try to kind of use every single opportunity. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Uh, so, so is the premium, I I've never used premium because, cause I, I, I need to do, there's a lot of stuff I need to, 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 yeah, to right. get into more. I, I know you have to have like at least 15 or something like that. A plus regular a plus contents uh, approved yeah. and the brand. Okay. But so when I see an image, one large image that has no like breaks in it, that means that that's premium. Is that, is that, does that mean that's probably a premium a plus content? Uh, actually, like you will see, it's a big images, like they're super wide and they're very interactive. You can add videos, you can, um, you know, add Q&A section, even at your premium A plus contact. So it will, you, it's very different from kind of normal A plus, like it's very wide images, like super wide. Okay. You know, okay, you so, can so, just... so it should be easier than, to, to notice it's wider than that. Okay, that's yeah. good. Have you done premium A plus content on, on uh, your own listings, uh, Aaron? No, I haven't, but I have some clients that have it that have like videos mm -hmm. in there. I think there's like an extra level of premium where they're able to put like this huge video. I have a client that is using that. I know I went into their A plus and just looked around at the modules that they had access to and they were totally different than the ones 
I have access to or most clients do. Um, I think you have to have a, what they call it, SAM, like a, it's SAM is like a, it stands for something, but it's like a service Amazon something or other where you're able to like, you pay $3,000 a month or percentage of sales or something like that. And then they give you access to reporting and meetings. And that's one of the like perks is that extra, the, uh, the extra A plus, I guess you get for that. Okay. And let me ask your philosophy on this because, because, um, I, I heard a lot of people say kind of like what Yana was talking about, but like me personally, like I've never really wanted to just like use keyword stuffing on the alt image because that's supposed to be for like, you know, in my opinion, like, like, or not my opinion, it is like, like for like people who are, um, blind and, and, yeah. you know, the, when, when, when there's, they have like a special reader in their Chrome yeah. extension. So like, yeah, like I think you should fill those out, you know, cause it definitely helps like SEO, especially on, on Google. But then instead, my, my suggestion to people is like, instead of just keyword stuffing, find a way to logically still describe the image, you know, so that, yeah. you know, if you're a blind way. person watching yeah. this Amazon listing and all of a sudden you hear, you know, like shelf coffin, <laughs> like yeah. a bunch of just keyword stuff, like thing, like that's not a great experience. But, but are you, are you filling out, um, the, the alt image when you do a plus and yours and, and, and what's your, uh, you know, thoughts on that? Yeah, more or less I am, but I'm just kind of like putting in like more like lower search volume terms that I didn't use. Honestly, I think most of the products I sell are optimized. Like I'm able to like put the keywords in the title and the bullets and the, the description. Mm -hmm. I don't repeat phrases more than once. I, pretty much like I use it, you know, one time and then I don't use it again. I try not to repeat phrases twice because I don't know where Amazon's giving me credit for relevancy. Um, I would, I would hate to have them give me credit in the title, not give me credit in the title, but give me credit in the alt text because most people consider that to be a much lower like relevancy zone for like mm -hmm. relevancy as far so as for like, your main keywords, you definitely, yeah. you know, um, okay. So it's yeah. like more supplementary keywords you might put in the alt text and things like yeah, that. Yeah. If I was okay. selling vitamin C gummies, I would put like, you know, brand name, space, vitamin C gummies, but I would never put vitamin C gummies. That may be like the huge keyword, right? I would never put it in that exact phrase format in the alt text or in the description. I would try to find another way to, to, to write it um, as best I could because I want to get okay. credit in the title. I don't want to get credit anywhere else because let's say I'm not ranking very well for vitamin C gummies. Like I don't want to have to like diagnose removing it from here and moving it from there. I only want it one place so I know where the, where it's ranking at or if it's not ranking there maybe then i would remove it from there and put it somewhere else so that's okay. kind of like a way to get to the bottom of what the the ranking issue is without uh having to guess you know where you're getting credit for that particular phrase form keyword all right now so for the last you know few minutes of this you know you guys have been talking strategies we're going to do our our 60 second strategy our uh, section of the podcast where we, we we give like just one like kind of hard hitting strategy that you can say in like thirty to sixty seconds, and then we'll go back and forth uh, for a couple of minutes here. So let's let's start with Yana. Like you know, you've talked about A plus content. So what's a what's a sixty second strategy you you can uh, you can give us? Actually, I've prepared two strategies, like for newbies and for advanced sellers. If you're kind okay. of a new seller, I would highly recommend to use AI copywriting in your strategy. Yes, it's not perfect, but still it helps you, you know, to write a great text for your maybe images or just to, you know, find some new ideas for your copies. 
So artificial intelligence is really great. So try to use it in your strategy. Like you still will need a professional copywriter, but it's just one tool to use when you're kind of dealing with Amazon. And another tip is your meta description of your brand store. Like actually it's super powerful, but there's still so many sellers are missing this opportunity. If you're gonna like every page of your brand store has this meta description that is indexable by Google. So it doesn't have any impact on Amazon, but it has really huge impact how your brand store will show up in the search result when someone will type, will type your brand name. So for example, like, I don't know, what is the brand name for Coffee Shelf? Like, Manny's Mysterious Oddities. Okay, when oh. everyone, yeah, if you will feel <laughs> Aaron making fun of our brand. You know what? That's named after our founder of Helium 10, know, Aaron. No making fun of us. Come on. <laughs> that, was okay. a lot, that was hilarious. Go ahead. So uh, just, it's only 160 characters. Do not keyword stuff. Make it readable. And sometimes it will, like your brand store will show up like in top one in a Google search results. So it's really works. And it also helps you not only for your brand, for your brand name, but also for keywords that you can include in this section. So it's really powerful. Well, where do like, you edit your meta description for? Uh, your, you just uh, have so. to kind of, you know, every it's, you have this, you have this meta description for every single page. So if you have five pages, you can fill in five pages of meta description. Okay. You just have to go to the settings of your store. And when you will kind of click on the page, like you will see this meta description. All right, cool. That's a, that's a new one that nobody's given us before. I, I like it. Uh, Aaron, what? Uh, give us two tips uh, for, for your 60-second strategies. I got three. Can I give you three? Three, hey, three for the hey. price of two. I'll take it. So on mobile view, images are showing up in square a little bit differently than when you do them in rectangle. So I suggest with the thumb image to make it 1,200 tall by 1,000 wide. I've tested this, and it seems to be showing up just slightly bigger in mobile view. Um, so that's a big tip you know, to get more visibility when somebody's searching through. The next one is um, if you're doing PPC keyword research and trying to figure out which keywords to run and you're in question, Actually physically go to Amazon and look at those keywords and ask yourself, does my product fit in with this particular keyword? For example, if you're selling a cookie that may involve pumpkin and you have a keyword like pumpkin cookie, go to pumpkin cookie and ask yourself, you know, what do I fit on this page or not? Because if you're running PPC to it, you may just be throwing money down the toilet essentially. Um, and the last tip that I have is honeymoon period. Okay. A lot of people don't know. They just go on Amazon. They're so excited. They create a listing, but they fail to change the launch date and the release date to a date that's really, really far out. For example, you create a listing. You want to get an FN SKU to send to a supplier you know, to put those labels on your product. Or if you're making a box design, you need that labeled FN SKU label. So you create this listing and you're like, great, it's all done. But if you failed to put the launch date and release date, depending on the category you're in, to a date that's further out before you hit save, you may have started the honeymoon period for your product. So my tip is to set that really far out, like a year out. And then when you have all your optimized copy, your images and your A plus and everything loaded in and the product is at Amazon and ready to deliver in two to three days, then go in and change that release date to that date, today's date or whatever the date that you are launching on. 
that will, you know, make the dog's thing go away, the dog screen go away, and it will start, you'll start out with the right foot. You want to come out of the block, the blocks strong, like a runner in the Olympics, right? You don't want to stumble out of the block. So if you, you know, don't set those release dates and the launch date to today's date, or whatever the date you're starting to selling on, you're kind of stumbling out of the blocks. Okay. All right. Thank you guys very much. Um, Aaron, if people want to find you on the interwebs out there or contact you, how can they, uh, how can they find you? Absolutely. You can reach me on Marketplace Nerd, Aaron at marketplacenerd.com. You can also find me on Facebook at Aaron Biner. Um, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on uh, Instagram as well. Um, so yeah, look out for me. I'll be at a lot of the trade shows like Prosper and Sell and Scale. And um, I'm around. So if you see me, uh, definitely come up and say hi. All right. And Yana, how can people find you and your uh, your company out there? Uh, actually, I work at Profit, Profit Wales. So just Google Profit Wales and you will definitely find the company. But on LinkedIn, I'm just Yana M-O-S, like Yana Moss. All right. Excellent. All right. Thank okay. you guys for coming on and we'll be seeing you soon. Thank you. All right. Thanks for having me.